Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 25 of Frame Skip. I am your host for the night, Austin Eller, and I am joined by the coach, Kyle Newman. What's, What's up, up man? How's it oh, going? You know. We're going to talk over each other all night? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. If we do that, uh, more more info will we'll travel back and forth between us. Right, and right. It's twice the conversation. So, mm-hmm. But how's it going, coach? It's uh, Were you on last week? Yeah, no, you, you were not or last no, week, week before you the were week on. Before yeah. I was, yeah. yeah. So it looks like it will be for right now. Yeah. Um, till maybe after the holidays, every other week. But I think I could like get maybe three or sometimes four a month. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah. Well, I know things have been a little hard for all of us. Obviously, Seth and Elijah aren't here. I know Elijah's been super busy with work. I'm not really sure where Seth is, to be Seth honest. Seth is but. dead. Seth died. Honestly, honestly, it might be. When he said he definitely wasn't going to make it tonight, maybe that was because he was knew he was going to die. So right. I don't know. But I feel bad because like I obviously we started this podcast right before COVID and everyone was like stuck at home. So it was like guaranteed that we were going to be on every week. And now, you know, it's been kind of hit or miss. But realistically, I'm of the mindset that as long as two people can be here, then we're good to go. We can still have a great show. Oh, hell so, yeah. We've all been friends long enough at this point that we can sit down and talk about games for an hour and have some good conversations. So, and you and I made plenty of videos together. Oh yeah, some that were, you know, <laughs> high views and high dislikes. Some that were universally panned, like our NES classic video. <laughs> oh man, that's so funny. I love that. I love yeah. that. <laughs> that video got so many dislikes, and I think it was. If I remember right, it was something about we were talking about games we wanted and everyone was like, you guys are stupid. Why would anyone want this game? I know. <laughs> but that's in the past. I don't make YouTube videos anymore, so I don't have to deal with that stuff. <laughs> I have all these plans to make YouTube videos, but then when it comes yeah. time, it's just like, what the hell? I think when I deploy next year, I'll probably have more time to make uh, like YouTube videos. So I'll probably like try and do like a vlog for the uh, the channel, yeah. like a weekly update of like games I'm playing and stuff like that, just to yeah. mess around and like, you know, because there's some really good like YouTubers that have like millions of subscribers, right? Yep. And they do vlogs. Like that one dude who lives in New York, um, curly hair. Oh, Casey he, Neistat. Yes, he can yeah. vlog about anything. Yep. About how you know, grass grows and he'll get millions of views, but he makes it so good, you know, and he gives like really good um, ideas on how he does his videos yep. and stuff. So I think just to mess around for this time, for this next deployment, I'm going to do something like that. So Element has really good uh, lenses for um, iPhones and certain other Android based phones. Mm hmm. But their lenses, you have a fish, fish eye lens, you have a wide, wide lens, and they're small. Yeah. They're like, you know, the size of maybe like a, a silver dollar or something yeah. like that, yeah. you know? So I'll probably, um, once we get closer, I'll probably purchase something like that. And mm-hmm. uh, that way I won't, because I wanted to bring my camera, but I think I'm just going to keep that at home and then just buy some element stuff and then just mess around and do some cool stuff for the channel. So we'll see. 
Yeah, I think that'd be super cool. I think, uh, you know, we all kind of talked about videos we wanted to do and nothing ever really worked out too well. But um, I think down the road, I bet Frameskip will have some more stuff to Well, we still have our thing that we have to finish. I need to finish Crash, which I'm (laughs) I'm halfway through. And I just need to like tomorrow, I'm getting everything done. So that way tomorrow morning, I could wake up and get a good two hours of crashing in the morning. So all I want to do is get into the third world or the third, you know, and then try and progress through. So that way we can finally like get our thing off the ground. So because for for those that have been listening for a while, I think our original plan was to go through all three crash games and CTR and do videos on each of them and um, just kind of review them. So I'm hoping we'll get around to those at some point. I bet we will. Yeah. I bet we will. I know it's. I know it's been a crazy time. It's been crazy for me too. Like I said, I I, I am working two jobs currently, which has just been a lot. Because on the days I'm off at one job, I'm working at the other. So it's it's just kind of nonstop. But um, no, I'd certainly like to get into more video type stuff at some point. I know Andy and I were talking about getting back into streaming at some point. Because um, she last year she bought me the the stream deck, the Elgato stream deck, and I felt that because I. We streamed for a while there, and then I just haven't really used it. And what is it? So it's it's basically it's a little component that you hook up to your computer, and it's a USB. So you plug it into your USB, and it has like I want to say maybe fifteen buttons on it, but all the buttons are like a an LED screen. So it's basically like a set of hotkeys. So like when you're streaming, if you want to like change scenes or something, for example, which uh, I used to do because when Andy and I were streaming, um, you know, we both had our webcams hooked up to the camera. So if for some reason, I don't know, if Donut, our cat, walked into Andy's camera and we wanted to show it on stream, I would hit a little button on the stream deck and it would make her camera full screen like automatically on the stream. So it's kind of just a little neat little device that helps you do some hotkeys and um, you can do a lot with it. Like I have a button on it that basically I'll press it and it will instantly open OBS, the Elgato software, Twitter, and I want to say like the Twitch, like our, our Twitch page, like all at the same time. Oh, is that the thing? I think Joel has that where you can press a button and then like, if you got a sub, like a little animation will come up. Yep. Yep. So it, it can do that sort of thing. It can make things appear on your screen on the stream or whatever it may be. So it's, it's really cool. It's a really neat thing. And I, I used it a lot to to like start the stream. I had like a button on it that would make the stream go live and stuff like that. So it was mm-hmm. it's a really neat, really neat little device. But, but like you I remember said, back, I had to use it more. <laughs> remember back in like 12, 13? Mm-hmm. And I, I know you probably you started making videos before me because I think the first one that I saw of yours a couple weeks ago, right? <laughs> I was still in Afghanistan. Yeah. And at that time I was like doing all kinds of notes of what I wanted to do, but making videos, like there was a passion for it back then, Yep. you know, because you could at that time, you not necessarily would grow crazy big, but you can get, you know, views like four five, six, seven hundred. So you knew that people were watching your content. So, I mean, I do have ideas for next year, but I always have ideas. Yep. Right. So, um, I mean, we'll see, but it is so fun to like work with other people, 
you know, we would get on, uh, what was it? Google Hangouts. Is that what it was? Yeah. Yep. Oh my gosh. That was, <laughs> that was just as good as making videos, you know? And I know. The times that I would fall asleep snoring. <laughs> I mean, YouTube back in the day, I, I really do miss that because I feel like, you know, we just had so much fun doing stuff on there. And, and like you said, we've talked about it before and I wouldn't necessarily recommend going back and watching my videos. I think they're mostly delisted, but it, you know, if you go back and watch them, there's a lot there that we were kind of bouncing ideas off of each other, not just me and coach, but like Seth and I and Elijah and I, and um, even Eric, old, old host of the the old podcast, we would all kind of throw ideas around and kind of do similar videos or videos on similar topics. And it was, it was, it all felt like a big community. And I, I really do miss that aspect of, of YouTube. Yeah. So it's just not there. A lot of people are gone, you know? Yep. So. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> speaking of uh, gone, I guess, and I don't know where I was going with that, but <laughs> coach, have you been playing anything this week? Okay. So I have. Oh, wow. I'm surprised. I know. Right. But it's during my, um, my, my lunch. I have a 30 minute lunch break. Yep. So I was, I did start. Minish Cap. Then when the whole Mario announcement came to be, then I'm like, okay, let me start Mario Galaxy. So I got through the first major boss, which was in the, um, you know, the inverted pyramid kind of at the beginning. Yes. Okay. So I got to that point, but then after today's news, I think my, my 30 minute lunch break is going to dive back. I'm going to be diving back into breath of the wild. Now here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing is I've never been a fan of handheld mode with breath of the wild because I want to see big screen. Right. Mm -hmm. But for this, no, I think I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy playing in handheld. Yeah. I played a bit of a breath of the wild handheld and I think most of the time I was doing it, I was kind of just laying in bed and, you know, playing it before I was going to sleep or whatever it was. But I did like it in handheld, but certainly I, I really enjoyed seeing it on the big screen and, and playing with the pro controller, but I, I need to go back to it. Did you ever beat the, the two DLCs? No, I didn't. Okay. I didn't beat the DLCs yet. So um, for my second playthrough, I, I plan on playing this at least three times in my life. The yeah. second time is I still probably won't use the Amiibos, but I want to, before I hit any of the, um, champions you know the the or the sorry the divine beasts yeah the four divine beasts before i attack those i want to get all 120 shrines and i want to do the master sword quest oh yeah 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 and then i'll go into um then i'll do the divine beast at the end and go after ganon and then the third time i'm just gonna have fun with all of the uh with the amiibos so that means some point next year, I need to play through um, the um, Twilight Princess HD, so that yeah. way I could level up my um, Wolf Link. Yeah, I still think that's so cool that yeah. playing that game carries over progress to to Breath of the Wild and the Amiibo. Mm-hmm. For those that don't know, I think it essentially you're the Wolf Link Amiibo. There was like a challenge kind of horde mode type thing in Twilight Princess HD, and it would save that data like the completion data onto the wolf link amiibo 
And if you scan that same Wolflink amiibo into Breath of the Wild, depending on how many levels or how far you got in that challenge mode in Twilight Princess HD, your your Wolf Link amiibo would have more health in in Breath of the Wild. So it was a pretty cool feature. I, I used him every now and then. I he was very helpful. So that's it though. That's it. What have you been playing? Uh, honestly, not too much. Um, more Monster Hunter, so I won't really go into that because I talk about that every week. Andy and I played a little bit of that end of last week. But I actually had an urge um, yesterday to boot up Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on the Switch, which I have not played in probably about a year at least. But obviously that game was my jam. Like I, I played a ton of that when, when it came out on Switch. And uh, obviously played a ton of it on Wii U as well when it was the original version of Mario Kart 8. And uh, booted up last night and played a couple hours. And it was actually really reminiscent because the first uh, six or so matches I played online, I won every single one of them. Oh, nice. (laughs) So I was like, wow, I still got it. (laughs) But um, no, I, I absolutely adore that game. And I've really been which I'm sure we'll get into in a bit. But after that Mario Nintendo Direct, I've just really been in the mood for for some Mario titles. So I was thinking maybe before the end of the week, I'll throw up uh, Mario Odyssey on there and and play some more of that. I never got all the stars or whatever they were called in that game. So Moons? Moons, yeah, that's what it was. Did you beat it, though? I did beat it. I did beat it. But I, uh, I, I don't think I ever got all the costumes and did all the moons and all that stuff. So... I want to go back to it, play a little bit more of that leading into next Friday. But yeah, that's really all I've been playing, honestly, is just is just Monster Hunter and a little bit of Mario Kart. It's been a pretty hectic week, so I haven't had too much time. I did boot up uh, Super Mario All-Stars, the Super Nintendo version on the Switch uh, Super Nintendo Online uh-huh. and uh, played not too much, maybe about 45 minutes of, of Mario 1, but really good i i'd never played that version of that game before the they're kind of remakes for the super nintendo and uh i really enjoyed what i played so i need to need to go back to it play more of it you know those were the first like true remakes yep you know they're the ones that started the remakes now i heard i don't know if it was on game explained but i guess the the wii version of um super mario all-stars that is emulated so yeah so if you play someone said they played the actual you know snes version and then they jumped in and they played this new one and it is emulated and so there is uh there is some lack yeah because i had actually on the i talked to coach on the phone the other day and i was like i i vaguely remember somebody saying some mario all-stars was not that great. And I couldn't remember if it was the one I've been playing, like the original Super Nintendo one, or if it was the Wii one. So, and I think we both came to the consensus that it was the Wii one. So yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. Because mm-hmm. obviously the the one on the Switch is certainly emulated too, but you know, it's it's stronger hardware and um, they they probably put more work into to really getting it to to run well on Switch. But I and I that. and I don't think the well, we'll talk about it later, but because that has to do with the 35th anniversary. Yeah. But um, the Game Boy Advance, remember uh, Nintendo released, like, I think it was Castlevania, both of the Legend of Zeldas, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Metroid. Country? 
No, no, no. I meant for the Game Boy Advance, the the NES games. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think those were. I don't think those were emulated. I think those were actually. Mm. Um, so like running on the hardware, yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah. Yeah. So that's really it for me, though. And uh, with that, I suppose we'll go on and move into the news. No questions this week. Don't forget if you do have a question. You can write us in at frameskippodcast at gmail.com and you can do our new thing. We have a question form you can fill out, which is super easy. You just go to your browser, Chrome, Safari, Firefox, whatever you use and type in bit.ly. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash frameskip Q and it'll pull up a, a Google form and you can just fill it out and submit a question. So you don't even have to go to our Facebook or Twitter or email or do whatever. That's a really easy new way to do that but like i said no questions this week so if you do have a question submit one for next week but with that like i said let's go on and get into the news so there was uh quite a bit this week to to talk about most of it nintendo stuff so maybe it's a good thing elijah and seth were not here right. <laughs> but um we're gonna go on and start off with the thing that's unrelated to nintendo and that is that the xbox series s was finally revealed this morning it actually kind of came out after a leak occurred uh, around midnight last night i want to say eastern time i was actually asleep when all this went down so i don't know the full details but from my understanding somebody leaked this image of the xbox series s and then at that point microsoft was like okay well we're just going to confirm it so they literally confirmed this thing at 3 a.m eastern time (laughs) So, which is very unheard of for uh, for something like this. But like I said, I, I think they were just kind of responding to the leak. And uh, the the general gist is that it's a lower end version of the Series X. So obviously the new Xbox coming out this fall. It comes out November 10th. So I'm assuming the, the Series X will probably also release on November 10th. And it's going to cost $299 which is a really good price. This leak that included the the Series S image also mentioned that the Series X would be $499. So hypothetically, if that's real, then the Series S is $200 cheaper than the Series X, which is pretty cool. It's a very small system. It's digital only. And I think from my understanding, their kind of focus with this is on 1440p and not on 4K, which I think um, is, is pretty neat because... Honestly, I don't really need 4K. I, I'm not like, a, I love 4K, but I don't really need it. As long as games have solid performance and still look good and everything runs smoothly, that's all I really need. So it seems like it's more of the 1440p device, not so much the 4K device. So coach, what did you what did you think about this? I saw a couple of pictures during the day, just real quick though, like split <laughs> second. Uh-huh. And I was thinking it was some type of... Uh, radio or speaker something like that because i didn't even see the controller it was like one of those real quick so when we opened it up and took a look at the uh article over there on uh, GameSpot, mm-hmm. i have a couple things like is this for those ps4 those sony gamers that didn't get into xbox and this is their way that they could get into it because like i asked this question to you yeah. i have a one x so if i were to buy the s I couldn't play my older games, like my original Xbox games, because yeah. I have them on disc. 
So I would I have to rebuy them or would my Microsoft account know that I have it? So I don't necessarily need to that, you know, that it'll give me a pass yeah. so I could play it. So it'll be it's it'll be interesting to see. But I think it was about two months ago, maybe a month and a half, two months ago. The yeah. specs were leaked for this, the Series S. Yep. And what's funny is it has less teraflops, supposedly. Mm-hmm. Than the One X, but it's it's built differently, so it it runs the games better. So, yeah, I mean, the, yeah. The question is, who is this for? You know, is this is this for you know the people that are living on a budget and mm-hmm. can't afford five? Well, if after you buy a game, it's going to be six hundred bucks. So, well, I will. Uh... Right quick, I, first off, we just got a question from a really good friend of the show, and I'll get to that in a second. But uh, just on the topic of that, one thing I didn't include in my overview was that they did confirm, which I, I think this is really cool. Xbox or Microsoft has been doing this with the the Xbox One, and I think they started it at the end of the 360. But they did confirm with the announcement of this that they're basically going to be doing like a, a leasing kind of program with the Series S and Series X. So people that maybe can't afford $300 right away or whatever it may be, they are going to be able to pay $25 a month to Microsoft and uh, pick up the, the Series S and kind of rent Ooh. to own, essentially. I don't know about that one because yeah. people don't take care of their stuff. Yeah, so I, you know... Ooh. They've done. They've been doing this for the past six or seven years. I'm not really sure how it's worked out. And then for the Series X, they're saying thirty five dollars a month. And like I said, it's more of a rent to own. It's not necessarily like a uh, return. But I'm assuming not everyone obviously would would follow through with the entire two years and would return it. So, but that's you know potentially an option if if not everyone can afford this price right away. But I did want to bring up quick good friend of the show. You probably have never heard of him before. Elijah Steele sent in a question. He said, hi, first time, long time. What do you think the long-term pros and cons are to the Series S over the Series X? I myself am planning on getting the Series S to last me for a while until I feel the need to upgrade. Wait, who sent this in? Elijah Steele. I'm not sure who he is. Right. And so (laughs) can you repeat the question? That was a long question. Okay, so he... He basically said, what do you think the long-term pros and cons are to the Series S over the Series X? And he said that he plans on getting the Series S to last a while until he feels the need to upgrade. That's like going to be close to, not close (laughs) to $1,000, but that is a lot of money. Well, wait, for what? To get both. Well, I don't No, He's not saying he's getting both. He's saying he's getting the Series S. Right. And then he's going to upgrade Oh, that's true. I guess, yeah, maybe Elijah can clarify that on next week, on next week's episode. So I'm you're not really talking sure. 300 plus 500, that's eight plus tax and one game. So that's a thousand dollars right there. So, I mean, if you got the money, then that's good. But- yeah, I will say though, we are now in a, in a time where things upgrade halfway through the generation. Yeah. So obviously, you know, people that buy the Series X potentially in three years or four years, there's going to be an even better Series XS or whatever it's going to be called, something even better than the Series X. So potentially you could buy the Series S and then upgrade to that really strong one, that mid-generation 
console and then you really are getting a better deal if you're who was the one that. on on frame skip that said that whenever gaming goes to digital that they would stop gaming <laughs> i forget who that was there was somebody know. maybe we need to ask friend of the show elijah Steele. yeah if he remembers who said that <laughs> no i mean like i just like for me with the with the the last week when they were taught when Nvidia came out with their yeah. their thirty series of RTX cards, it's like if I just save my money, yeah, get back from deployment, get a new motherboard and and new power supply, and get like a thirty seventy or the mm-hmm. thirty ninety, you know the RTX thirty ninety. Yeah. Now I could play any. X, you know, first party Xbox game and then go multi-plat on my PS5. You know, and I've thought that same thing as far as the PC. And I talked about it last week. We talked about, Seth and I talked about the, the 30 series cards. And my comment was that my, my PC is pretty old at this point. I'm still rocking a 970 and I have a, an AMD FX 8350, which is just a garbage CPU. So I really need an upgrade. And um, for me, yeah, I think, Personally, I would rather upgrade my PC and then just be able to play Xbox games on my PC instead of even touching a a Series S or Series X. But I will say, you know, as far as Elijah's question, as far as the pros and cons, I mean, certainly the price is a a huge pro. I think $200 less is a huge deal. I'm just curious what the performance is going to be like, because, you know, like like you said, supposedly this could be weaker than the Xbox One X. I don't necessarily know that is. I, I have a feeling it's probably more on par with it, if I had to guess. But I'm curious, like, how games run on this compared to the Series X and kind of, you know, are we going to see games that are really not performing well on this that are really meant to be played on the um, on the Series X? Or how's that going to work? Because I feel like if it's if it's kind of the same and it's just not in 4K and maybe not everything's in 60 frames, maybe some games are in 30 frames, I feel like that's honestly not that bad of a deal. For the price. But. Yeah, Nintendo ran into that problem with the new 3DS when they released yes. um, Hybrid Warriors. Yes. Like, they didn't say it was built for the new 3DS, so someone who had a regular 3DS bought it, and yeah. it was frame skipping, right? <laughs> so, yes. long term, I mean, like, if you're going to get both, you're going to be spending about a grand, plus all the money you're going to spend on your PS5, so, I mean, like, if you got the money, then, you know, but. Well, I was going to say, I mean, for somebody like Elijah, and I think you kind of brought it up, too, for for people that are maybe like hardcore Sony fans or like really into PS5 and they know that's going to be their main system. You know, this could be a good way to just be like, OK, you know, and for people that don't have gaming computers, obviously, because not everyone has fifteen hundred two thousand dollars to to drop on one of those things. But um for somebody that's like, okay, I'm I'm mainly PlayStation, but I want to play Halo and whatever Xbox exclusives come out, this could be a good option because you could get the the Game Pass and the Series S and that's all you really need. Um, yeah, but if he's just going to be like streaming, you know, because you remember like I think it was about a month or two ago, he was talking about how he was in the beta program. Yeah. This might be right up his alley, you know. Yeah. I mean like now he'll be able to do the things that he wants to do. So this looks like that might fit what he does. You know, he might be that demographic that yeah. this would be ideal for. 
I think there's there's a lot of cool stuff with it. I don't think you and I are necessarily the target audience, but I I feel like this is going to do well personally. I think this is going to do better than the just digital PS5 personally, because mm-hmm. it's a like I said, it's a huge cut in the price. So I'm just curious. I really hope games perform well because that's going to be the true kind of tell on uh, if 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 this thing is really worth the three hundred dollars now. If you colored it purple and put a black handle on there, now you got the GameCube successor right there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we already have the the Series X too, which is just like two GameCubes stacked on top of each right. other. So um, but I did wanna while we're on this, we, we're getting questions in real time, people. I just want you guys to know that we're getting questions right now. So what I said about the no questions was a lie. But we got a question from George just now and he said if the new consoles were meals, what kind of meals do you think they would be? So the the uh, <laughs> the, the Series S would be your um, your McDonald's value meal, right? <laughs> yes, yes, I agree. Still good, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, but you might have to buy a couple, but it's still good. Mm-hmm. And then you know your uh, your Series X is probably going to be. I know a lot of you guys don't have Whataburger, but it's going to be Whataburger extra large size. Okay. Yeah, there's no no Whataburgers here, so I've never never been there. But I was going to say the PS5 has definitely got to be some sort of sandwich because that, that white barrier on each side and then the black in the middle, it, it just looks like a sandwich. So I, I feel like it's got to be some, some sort of sandwich or burger or something. But um, And then George did end off and he said... Also, WTF is Sony doing? I'm starting to hate everything about their rollout so far. And uh, what's wrong? With back, well, I'm I kind of agree with them. Seth and I were talking about this last week. I think it's it's a little concerning that kind of everyone is reluctant to share any information on these consoles that are coming out in two months. But hopefully, with the I Series mean, X or Series S out there in the wild now, maybe things are going to kind of pick up. Like I get it in the early 2000s when Dreamcast and then a year later, the the PS2 and then GameCube and Xbox, you know, when everybody was trying to get that foothold, right? Yeah. But here it's like there's three different paths. Nintendo clearly has their own path. Oh, yeah. They're like later, you know, they after the Wii U, they're just or <laughs> during the Wii, they're like, yeah. you know what, we're, we're going this way. Yep. Um, and then it was still 360 PS3 competing. And then now Microsoft, they're going their path because they're more like PC and, yep. you know, they've had a couple games on the Switch. There was... Ori, they did. Ori and then Cuphead. And, yep, yep. So they're doing their own path. And then Sony is just, they're acting like, you know, Nintendo and Microsoft are trying to steal uh gamers from them which yeah you know, I, don't know. I don't really think that's the case i mean i got you know all three of them are competing for sure in a way but i think they all kind of have their own things now and i like that you know for for a while there i'd say that that sony and microsoft like their systems felt pretty similar um they had pretty similar games and it's pretty neat to to kind of see everyone kind of taking a different route as far as next gen goes so but but sony is hiding a lot like yeah they are i mean we don't know the price and do we do we have a release date yet 
No. Oh no, we don't. But they're they they're doing pre-orders for a limited amount. So it's going to be a madhouse with the PS5. Like Yeah, I, well, and my concern is that and Seth and I talked about this last week, but my concern is that the reason neither company has has come out and announced the price of their big system. Obviously, we got the Series S price, but not the Series X or the PS5 is uh I have a feeling one of them is going to be higher than the other. I have a feeling that's about to happen. And based off this rumor or based off this leak, obviously the Series X is supposed to be 500. I would not be surprised if the PS5 is higher than that. Really? Yeah. Based off of that whole SSD thing that they were going crazy oh, about. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. How they have this SSD that like doesn't even exist in the market yet. I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if this system's like 550 or 600. Or so. they see the Series X and they're like, okay, we're going to have to... We're going to yeah. have to eat some money for a while. I don't know. Yeah. It'll be interesting. But yeah. they, I mean, we are like two months, right? What are we, September? Yeah. yeah. We're two months from uh, release. So. Yeah. So I, I think we'll get information soon. But yeah, George, go listen to last week's episode if you want to hear Seth and I's thoughts. But I am like, overall right now, I'm I'm not really feeling next gen. I'm not not really looking forward to it, to be honest. I, I've been kind of all over the place emotion wise with with the next gen stuff, but I'm, I'm just set with my switch and my PS4 and I'm, uh, I'm good with that. I really, I really don't want a PS5 or series X for at least a year, maybe two years. And, so. and you go back to the early two thousands, everything yeah. was so exciting because there was such a big jump, right? Going from the PS one to the PS two, yeah. you know, of, of how games look like a tremendous jump. And then from the Nintendo 64 to the GameCube, and then of course the Dreamcast, and now we have, you know, you have all these new systems, and it was it was so much more fun back then. I think, um, yep. I think a lot of it had to do with the lack of uh, there wasn't social media, so yep. we got you know basically all our information from magazines, mm -hmm. you know, and then of course. Um, once they started to get videos on um, IGN, yep. then we are able to see some gameplay stuff. So it's just... Uh, it's different. Yeah, it it's is. Different. And it's sad too because young kids will not be able to experience what we did back in the 90s and the early 2000s. Well, no, and especially right now with uh, COVID and everything. I mean, some of my fondest memories as a kid were you know, even though I'm not a fan of this company now, walking into GameStop and just browsing the games and seeing what they had and, you know, seeing something on the shelf and being like, oh, that looks cool. And, you know, maybe trading in some games and, and picking it up. And even when I was younger, when I was like maybe in elementary school, my parents would take me to Blockbuster like every week and I would rent a game like every single week. And um, so that really gave me a lot of options when I, when I had my GameCube back in the day. And, you know, it's just different now. And, I'm very nostalgic towards that. But. Oh, heck yes. And, and that's when, before video on the internet, when it was just all text, you know, yep. like IGN, um, that's when I think games journalism was at its peak. Oh, for sure. You know? For sure. And they, they, the, the, rev the reviews were so detailed and you didn't want to just scroll or click to page because usually – at the bottom of the page, you'd have, you know, the link for page two, page three. 
Yeah. So you would want to read the entire thing. So it was just a different time and, you know, but it's still exciting. Like three years ago, um, well, three and a half years ago with the, the launch of the switch, I was out there at Best Buy waiting, you know, yeah. four hours in the cold. It just, it was March. And so that night there just happened to be this cold wind that came through and, uh, I'll never forget that, you know, or I'll never forget how excited I was to, to finally, like, once I got a new job, um, when I was a developer mm-hmm. going to Best Buy and buying a GameCube with Luigi's Mansion and Rogue Squadron, you know, and the kids watched me play like that was, that was such a fun time. And the release of the Game Boy Advance and yep, man, we, I, we, I just don't see us really getting that type of uh i mean this whole thing is exciting right now yeah but i mean everything is online like you pre-order online and well and it's that and it's like yeah like you said it's uh the social media thing i think is a big deal too because now it's like oh yeah we just type out words on the internet whereas like back in the day it was like you know all my friends and and i were talking about games and what we were excited for and not that we obviously don't do that on the podcast still, but it's just, it, it was a lot different as a kid, I guess. And and there wasn't the leaks like we get now. Yep, there wasn't the leaks. There wasn't the whole console war thing. Like for me, I just, I was excited for games and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, obviously we have to talk about it because we're kind of a more adult focused podcast. But, you know, as when I was younger, I didn't really care about the business aspect of games that much. And it was just exciting stuff. It was it was really exciting stuff, and and certainly everything is still really exciting to me. It's just very, like I said, very different. But good transition because speaking of the old days, twenty twenty is the thirty fifth anniversary of Super Mario Brothers, which is crazy because I'm twenty four, so that means Mario's eleven years older than me, or Super Mario is <laughs> rather. But. Um, this week we finally 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 got a mario 35th anniversary nintendo direct and i think pretty much everyone has known that something of this sort was coming we knew for a while about the what ended up being the mario 3d all-stars we knew that was coming we knew a few months ago that that had leaked and uh this this basically confirmed it so coach do you want to run through everything okay well when I saw the first part of this, mm-hmm. I immediately thought of you. And that was because I remember it was the micro game or the, the Game Boy Advance micro. Yep. And, and I remember you picked it up. I believe you picked it up, right? I did. Yeah. Yes. And so when I saw the Game & Watch, I immediately thought of you because, you know, the, the Game Boy micro is so small. But yep. Is that something you're going to get the Game and Watch? I've been going back and forth on it. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure what I want to do. The thing is, I do like the price. It's only fifty dollars. Yeah, and it has Mario one, two, and three on it, which I think is pretty. Does it? I thought it just had the first Super Mario Brothers. And yeah, I, th- I think it's Mario one, two, and three. I might be wrong though. I think uh, it's Super Mario Brothers and the Lost Levels. Oh wait, I yeah, think. you're right. You're right. It is. It's only Super Mario Brothers and Super Mario Lost Levels, and then mario game and watch ball or whatever it was called so okay well 
that's a little less enticing. I don't know why I thought it was all three, but still for $50, I think I, I might pick it up. The problem is it's November and, um, Pikmin three comes out a couple weeks before that. And then the new Hyrule Warriors comes out like a week after. So (laughs) we'll see, but I, I am interested. Are you interested in it? Yes and no, because yeah. I know this is something that I won't play. Yes, that's my issue too. And do I want to spend $50 just to put it on a shelf to collect dust? I don't know. It, it's it's Right now, it's not high on my priority list, but as we get to October, that might change. But um, ergonomically, it doesn't look like it's going to feel good to play. You yeah. Know, with my Game Boy Advance... I can throw in a copy of Super Mario Brothers Deluxe. Now I won't have Lost Levels, but I'll be okay with that. But um, and those are on Switch too, the the Lost yes. Levels and the the first uh-huh. game, so you can even play it on there. Yeah, but no, so, I think it, it looks I'm neat. 50-50. Yeah, it does look neat, and I think it's more for those people that used to play on it. Yeah, because I think you know young kids nowadays will look at it and be like, yeah. You know, you'll have yours, some kids that will like it, but I think for nostalgia, if I got it, I'd probably play it one or two times and then just kind of put it up in my, one of my shelves just to look nice. So, yeah, but I mean, it's cool. That's something cool that they're doing. Yeah. I really, I I thought it was pretty neat. I wasn't expecting it. It's certainly more of a collector's item though. So yes. And then we have a new Mario Kart. Yeah, we do. And I was not. (laughs) <laughs> expecting this and i wasn't even expecting i know you know mario kart 8 originally came out on the wii but i think deluxe is is definitely a step up and so yep. um i don't think we're going to get a new mario kart game on the switch on this version of the switch but we'll see but i'm really interested in this now i want to see it in action first before because i'll get both carts you know before i throw down 200 dollars for that right and in my house that I have right now, my whole bottom floor is tile. Oh man, that's perfect. Yeah, so I could probably do something really cool with that. But I was blown away at how just outside the box Nintendo is is thinking. Because remember, you had Labo, mm-hmm. which was like, okay. And they don't really talk about it. There's nothing new. Like they're not really supporting that anymore. But then you had the VR, which was cool at first, but... They're yeah. not really supporting that now. So it'll be interesting to see, are they going to have like Donkey Kong um, a card? Mm-hmm. Are they going to have a Bowser card? You know, so it'll be interesting to see. But um, from the from what it looks, it's, it's the uh, augmented reality. Mm-hmm. You know, it looks really cool. And I'm, I'm more interested in that than I am the Game & Watch. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think actually out of everything in this Direct, um, this was one of the things I was most interested in. My problem is obviously in our apartment, we have all carpeted floors except for like the kitchen and the bathroom. So as much as I want it, if I buy it, I'm not really going to be able to play it here, which is kind of problematic. But I will say, like you said, with the Labo, they didn't really support it. And uh, with this, it's uh, it's $100 for one cart. So I'm I'm kind of curious... You know, obviously, if you want to play with multiple people, each person needs to spend a hundred dollars on a cart. So I'm curious what the the longevity is, but I, I'm curious about the game itself too. Like, is this something that you really can play alone? Like, I know based off the trailer, yes, you can play it alone, but is it actually like fun to do that? Like, is it is it worth sitting down and playing it alone? 
probably the first 15 minutes. Yeah. But are you going to spend three hours? I don't, I don't know. That's the thing. Like if it if it's just 15, 20 minutes, I don't know that I'll be buying it. But I, I, I am very, very interested in it. That's for sure. But the thing is, is like right now, skate parks are really like, you know, at your local, I don't know about yeah. you guys, but here in Texas, yeah. there's so many like little skate parks at um, recreation centers mm-hmm. that have that smooth, um, you know, cement That's or whatever, true. you know. And so if you ever get a time where they're not around, that would be the best place to just get on there and then maybe set up a track or something like that. Or if you find a smooth surface, then you could do something cool like that, you know, where like you and Andy would be able to like, just have fun and, and just, you know, it's something that you would do maybe once a month or something like that, you know? Yeah. So that comes out October October. 16th, apparently. Yeah. So I think that's the same day uh, or it's a week after um, star Wars squadrons. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see. I, I, uh, there hasn't been an option to pre-order it yet. I likely will not buy it just because like I said, for right now, it's just, I think it would be kind of a waste of money for me just cause I, I could go take it somewhere, but we'll see. I don't know. Right. I might change my mind, but it looks pretty neat. Look, mm-hmm. it's very innovative. Right. And then there was the reveal of Super Mario 3D World Plus with the D-pad, Bowser's Fury. So this, aside from Mario All-Stars, which we'll obviously talk about, this was the the thing that I was most excited for coming out of this Direct. I absolutely adored Super Mario 3D World on the Wii U. It's, it's probably my favorite Mario game. Uh, maybe my second favorite behind 64, but it, it's it's up there. It's very high on my list. So I love 3D World. It is the perfect co-op game. I've really been wanting to play it. Actually, Andy and I were, were talking about breaking out the, the Wii U before this to play it, but I'll I'll wait now. I did. Right here, yeah. I did just to mess around with it because I have it, but yep. I played so much of 3D Land so mm-hmm. even though I got Mario 3D World, I just never really got into it. And so I um, I got through the first two um, worlds, I guess. And it is amazing. Like, it is yes. awesome. Like, it's legit. Like, oh, my God, why didn't I play this before? And now that you could play online, bro, we're going to have yep. so much fun playing this game online next year. Yeah, so this one, unlike the original Wii U version, um, this game, obviously, four-player couch co-op is now also four-player online co-op. So it's a pretty neat feature. And and I was telling Coach the other day, I really hope this is a more common thing with Nintendo's games. Um, You know, we get a lot of games like uh, Luigi's Mansion 3 had co-op the whole game. And uh, Yoshi's Crafted World, I believe, was what it was called on on uh, switch that also had co-op but they were both local only so i really hope we see more of this kind of stuff um so that like coach and i could play games together or elijah and and you know all of us i think it'd be really really fun to to play 3d world with with four people online so i'm highly anticipating this game especially with the new content which looks very unique compared to the core more kind of light-hearted kind of core content of the game so 
So, and what's interesting is, is you have your, your remasters, right? Mm-hmm. You had Hyrule Warriors for the Switch, but they added more content to it, right? Yep. You have 3D World, and they added more content. Uh, mm-hmm. Mario Kart 8, they added more content. I'm trying to think other ones that they would have added more content to. But then you get the new Super Mario Brothers Deluxe, and they didn't really add any new content. You yeah. have Pikmin 3, which they didn't really add any new content. Now, I, I know I think, think totally different of Nintendo, but Nintendo should have packaged all three games together for Pikmin. One, oh, two, yeah. Three. I think so, too. I think that would have been really cool. Because I've deluxe. only played three. I've never played one and two. So, so yeah, but... um. I think this is how you do your your deluxe version right here. Yeah, this seems to be the one, like you said, aside from maybe Mario Kart 8, this seems to be, and Hyrule Warriors, this seems to be the one that's really had the most work put into it coming from Wii U. So I, I cannot wait. And if you haven't played 3D World, please just play it. I mean, it's it's very unique for a Mario game. It's It's very different. It's kind of a mix between the 3D and 2D formula. It's a it's a really really good game that really gonna kind of got left behind on the Wii U. So I'm excited that that more people are going to be able to play it. And how long of a game? How long is it? That's a good question. I'm not really sure. So I I would assume probably maybe 10 15 hours. Uh, Were there any like stupid le- difficulty levels? Yeah, there were some harder ones. Yeah, so. This one on how long to beat. Uh, for the main story, it says 10 hours. For main plus extras, 19 hours. And then completion is 38 hours. So, so that's getting all of the green stars and yeah. Um, the stickers. Yeah. So I don't necessarily remember there being any super hard levels. But I do remember the level design being really, really good. And actually, for those that don't know, the uh, Captain Toad game came from this yeah. game there were captain toad levels in 3d world and people liked them so much that they made that into a full game so captain toad also got a remaster it not did. a remaster it but it was ported over i need and to I, pick that one up they added a couple new um levels too i think all right so the big the big salami the super mario 3d all-stars mm-hmm. so leave it up to nintendo to take 10 steps forward, but yet take five steps back. So before we talk about the five steps back, tell us, Austin, what we're getting in this package. So this, again, this was leaked a few months ago, but we're getting up versions of Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy, the first one only. From what they said, they didn't really give full details, but like I said, they will be up res i think they are running at 1080p um so they're going to be a lot clearer and if you know who game explain is on youtube go watch their video or, or set of videos rather on each game they did kind of a comparison between the three there was a much bigger difference in the games than i was actually anticipating from what i saw in the trailer mario 64 looks very blurry on the n64 compared to to what they showed in the the 3d all-stars package so it seems like they're kind of, they are ports, but they are, um, you know, they have a little bit of work done to them, but it's nothing crazy. They're not really remasters or, or remakes or anything. 
but yeah so we're getting those three games and then apparently i guess there's some sort of you can even play like the soundtracks or something for each game so it seems like there's gonna have there's gonna be some pretty neat little features added in too so this is what i like about it okay yeah i'm glad and what i think is is this is my thinking okay this is a test run for super mario 64 that's going to be the first nintendo 64 game that's not emulated right i i don't think this is emulated i think this is going to be running on switch hardware like it's it's, right right so and i'm glad and this is why i'm glad that they didn't take that extra time to make it 16 by 9 for me i don't need that but you know yeah, I know some people are disappointed by that, but I, I don't really need it. I but, mean, 64 is so good already. Right. If it runs smooth, because once you start playing, you're not going to see the black bars on the right and the left. No. But once you start playing, and if it is smooth, then that just opens the door for Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, uh, Paper Mario, F-Zero, Yep. And all of the, the Nintendo first party titles that could get that. I don't even really call it a remaster, but a port plus yeah, onto the a, Switch. Right? Kind of just a lightly worked on port, right. which I think is fine. And then what's crazy is if you play a GameCube game on the Dolphin emulator, right? Yep. So what you could do is you could mod your your Wii so that way you can rip your Wii games and also your GameCube games onto a um, onto a flash drive and then you could you could you know load those files onto your PC and if you have an i7 and and you know enough RAM you will be pretty much able to play the Dolphin in in a really good form like yep. not a lot of stutters and any GameCube game that you look at on the Dolphin just blows me away. So I think we're going to get that with with uh, Mario Sunshine just because it's going to look so much better in 1080p, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I just hope that you can choose the controls for um, Sunshine. Like your control, yeah. like inverted or whatever, because yeah, I'm hoping so because the camera was kind of rough, right? If I remember right. And then Super Mario Galaxy, I never played because I just could not get into any game that was you know motion controls. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see how they converted that because if they converted it successfully, and you it's it's you know flawless conversion then that just opens the door for Skyward Sword, I would think. Yeah, and that that leak has obviously popped up tons of times in the last few months, so I, I think that's certainly coming too. But I know they said with Galaxy specifically, it still does have the motion controls, but I think it's kind of, it's kind of changed depending on the controller. So I think from my understanding, if you're using like the Pro Controller, um, because like in Galaxy, for those that haven't played it, there's like kind of a pointer in the game and you, you know, you use your analog stick and whatever and, and walk around, but you would use your Wiimote and point it at the screen and there was like a little pointer in the game and you could move it around and you would collect like the star fragments or whatever they were called when you like hovered your pointer over them. I think 
from my understanding, like with the pro controller on the switch, it'll kind of work like Splatoon does where it'll still show the pointer, but you'll just kind of move the whole controller to kind right. of the gyroscope. The aiming yeah. So I, I think that'll work fine. Um, but yeah, I'm, I am curious about the, the Skyward Sword thing because that was one of the more precise games, I guess, with the motion control. You had to be kind of precise with what you were doing. Now, imagine that remastered. I wouldn't even say maybe even remade like what? Wind Waker HD. That looks amazing. Yep. And just think how, if they'd give it that treatment, what Skyward Sword could look like. Oh, so. Yeah. I think this is a test run for the future of these three systems being on the uh, on the Switch. And I'm glad that they're doing this because I've always wanted GameCube games, but ported and not emulated. Like actually running on the hardware because I don't think the, uh, the Switch can do that. But if you remember NVIDIA about three, four years ago, NVIDIA and Nintendo partnered up where yeah. I think it was China. Was it China? Yeah, it was. Where there was, um, I think it was Brawl. Or is it, or was it Smash Brothers Brawl or was it? I think it um, was Smash Brothers Brawl, yeah. And then there was a couple games from the GameCube. I forget what the list was. but I know Galaxy was one of them. Galaxy. Mario Galaxy was. There was a Smash Brothers. Yeah. And um, I forget the others, but. If that I, I wanted to, we didn't get much information on that. So yeah, because they brought them to like Nvidia Shield or something in China, right? Yeah. I think that's what it was. So uh-huh. I don't think we can go much further without <laughs> avoiding the other news that comes along with this announcement, which is that first, okay, let me let, let's get excited first. This game comes out next Friday, which was insane. I was not expecting that at all. Uh-uh. But. It will only be sold from next Friday until March 31st of next year. And that is including both physical and digital. So come March 31st next year, if uh, you want to buy it digital, it will no longer exist on the eShop. You can certainly re-download it, I'm assuming, if you already bought it prior to that. And then obviously physical, they will, will no longer be making copies of after March 31st. So here's my thinking, right? There's a far left and there's a far right of thinking on this. The far left is like, what the hell, Nintendo? Why would you do that? Nobody's ever done that, right? I get it if you want to make the physical copy limited edition, okay? I get it. But to also, you know, delist the digital game, it it doesn't make money sense. Like, it does not. Now, we talked about this. the people that buy a Switch after March 31st next year that never owned a Switch before, yep. they will not have this opportunity unless they pay $300. Because I guarantee yeah. you it's going to be the physical version is going to be like $300. Oh, yep. Absolutely. Right? So I think that's your far left thinking. Like, what the heck are you thinking? Now, yep. We don't know anything about what Nintendo's doing because we got dropped a beautiful <laughs> Christmas present today that we'll talk about next. We so did. here is my reasoning to make me not get frustrated with Nintendo, that they are going to announce at some point, maybe towards the end of the year, I don't know, but at some point they're going to announce that they're going to release Nintendo 64 games. They're going to announce GameCube games. 
and Wii games for the Switch. And at that point, they're going to sell those games separately. And I feel like, you know, obviously neither of us know this, but I feel like that's the only thing that makes sense. You know, I, I it certainly makes sense to be like, okay, here's this rare kind of collectible edition of this game because it is the 35th anniversary. I mean, I, I think on one hand, is it cool that we're potentially buying something that could be rare and we now have this really cool selection of games in a physical package? Yeah. Because I have a feeling, you know, if they were to make 64 and GameCube and Wii games on the Switch, aside from maybe Skyward Sword, I have a feeling those would probably be digital. Um, you know, if we got, hypothetically, if if they only had announced Mario 64, I don't really feel like we'd be, be getting a physical copy of Mario 64 on Switch otherwise. I think on one hand, that's, that's kind of neat. I just hope that, you know, what you said is right. I, I hope it really is just that, you know, come next april people will have the option to buy mario 64 on the eShop or sunshine or galaxy and it's not a people that do not purchase this game before march will never be able to buy it ever again and play any of these games on the switch yeah because like my concern <laughs> the collector in me i did um i did pre-order this at best buy yes but i'm also thinking about pre-ordering a digital version mm -hmm. and not open yeah. my sealed copy so yeah. I could, you know, store that. I, I know that's spending double money, but something like this, you know, I still have my Wii, um, you know, Mario All-Stars Collector's yeah. Edition, right? Also, real quick, Super Mario Sunshine, you can't use a GameCube controller. So there's yeah, no that was a little disappointing. However, there are a ton of GameCube, basically, pro controllers out there. Yeah, like the one so, you said. Yes, exactly. Yep. And that's how I'm going to play it. Same. Uh, I, was, I was planning on it yeah. with, uh, with Sunshine. So, so on, the, you know, on YouTube, you know, people are saying, like, I wish it had GameCube support. Well, go to Best Buy. Because Best Buy has all kinds of various, the, the Power A, and there's like two yeah. others that um, are okay. Um, Ori, I think, has one as well. But I think yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I just think that we don't know everything. So Nintendo doesn't want to come out and say, oh, but in March you'll be able to buy them individually. Yeah. You know, because that's not, you know, I'm, maybe they'll say that. Um, at one of their directs, like before March, like, oh, by the way, we're not going to discontinue it, but we're just going to sell them separately because they could easily sell, um, you know, Super Mario Galaxy for 30, uh, Super Mario Sunshine for 30, and then yeah. Mario 64 for 20. And maybe that's their price point. So then after that. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, too, like you said, money-wise, it doesn't really make sense to just stop selling them because I don't know if you saw this, but already the game is not even out for another week and a half, but it is the second best-selling video game on Amazon this year. Already? Yeah, and it's not out. Oh, good God. So, which I'm assuming it's behind Animal Crossing, if I had to guess. Right. I mean, you, you know, it just really does not make sense to just stop selling these games. So I, I hope to God that, like I said, after March you can still access these games in some way on Switch. For me right now, on a personal note, I think it's stupid. I think it's really dumb 
but at the same time, I'm not just going to sit here and not buy it because like I do want to play them and maybe that's kind of a hypocritical thing. But as I told coach the other day, I mean, me not buying this one copy of this game when it's already the second best selling Amazon game art of 2020 and it's not out, like it's not really going to do much as far as my values go or anything. Like it's not really going to be like, oh no, Austin didn't buy Mario 3D All-Stars. What are we going to do now? Like it's, you know, if it was something I cared about less, I'd certainly not buy it. But I just hope to God that this is not what it seems like. So, I mean, we all have six months to buy it, right? So we all have six months. My only concern is let's say, let's go back to the left side. Let's say that they really are not going to have any plans and it's done digitally and physically. Yep. Right. Then, then that's just like the people that buy a switch after they're not going to be able to buy it or the people that are struggling right now to make ends meet, yeah. they're not going to be able that's, to purchase it. I will say that's a little frustrating too. I mean, we're still in a pandemic. I mean, things are still happening. The economy is not recovered. It's a little frustrating that they're like, okay, you have to buy this game now. I can also see this <laughs> announcement. Hey, Nintendo fans, guess what? We're not going to stop in 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 March. We're going to go another six months. So hurry and get your you know download yeah. your you know your digital version. So I don't know. We'll see. But um, I'm at this point. I don't want to be quick to judge. I don't either. Because I did that one time when back on our you know when we were doing pod podcast on uh, retro. Yeah. And to this day, I feel bad because one of the topics was. Um, Who's the president that passed away for Nintendo? Oh, uh, Iwata. Right. Yeah. So he wasn't going to be at E3 one year. Yeah. So we talked about it. And I made the comment like, man, that's that's a bad decision. He needs to be there, yada, yada. Yeah. And then, you know, then we find out that he passes away. Yeah. And I'm telling you this, man. I feel like a bad person <laughs> for that. And I'm like... I am never going to rush to judgment again, yeah. but not like that. That was bad. So with that, I'm just holding out hope that this is a, a precursor to Nintendo 64 games, not emulated, but actually being on the Switch and running yeah. on Switch. Now, all I'll say, and we can move on from here, is that we'll, we will certainly come back to this conversation in six months. I think... Um, Yes. Again. It, or hopefully go, sooner when there's announcement or something. Yeah, true. Because this could go either way. I mean, it could be they disappear or it could be they they reappear. And um, depending on what happens, I think that that will be the final kind of verdict on how I feel about this this whole thing. As of right now, again, I still I don't like it, but I'm not just going to not buy it at the same time, I guess, right. is the problem. <laughs> and the thing is with Nintendo... You never know what they're doing because yeah. we got dropped something this morning that nobody, and I mean nobody, realized. There was nope. no leaks. There was no nope. nothing. Well, let's go on and get into it. So let's do it. The uh, the thing that was announced this morning, I I actually was sitting in the car with Andy and I was scrolling on Twitter, and all of a sudden I saw this and I was like, "What is this? Like DLC or or what is this?" And then. I went on reading and nope, it came out that uh, they are making a new Hyrule Warriors game 
It's called Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. And it's it's literally a prequel to Breath of the Wild. It is like canon to Breath of the Breath of the Wild. It's set in that like hundred years prior to Breath of the Wild, where there was that huge war with all the guardians and all that stuff with Calamity Ganon. And it it tells that story. And again, it's it's it is a, a Hyrule Warriors game, so it will probably still play like a Muso in a way. I have a feeling it's gonna be a little toned down compared to the last Hyrule Warriors because it seems more focused this time. I have a feeling we're going to have far less characters to play as, but that's okay with me. It seems very story-based. But it comes out in November. It runs on the same engine as Breath of the Wild. It uses the same assets as Breath of the Wild. And the story and dialogue is being overseen by the Zelda team, by the team that worked on Breath of the Wild. So unlike... Uh, the other Hyrule Warriors game, which was pretty much solely developed by Koei Tecmo, and they did all the story and everything for it. This is legit like a a real Zelda game, just with kind of a different gameplay style. So I could sit here and talk to you for another (laughs) two hours about how this made me feel. Yeah. Like, you just made my day when you sent me that. Yep. And so there's two videos out there. There's one video that's just the trailer. Mm-hmm. And there's another video which I recommend you buy because um, who's the producer for the Zelda games? It's Aonuma. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He gets on there and he's so cool, man. So yep. he gets on there and he talks about, he's saying, while you're waiting for Breath of the Wild 2, we wanted to, you know, do something while you're waiting. Yep. And to me, this, the genre that this game is in, the, you know, the whole one versus 99, that fits what happened 90 or 100 years before we start Breath of the Wild. Yep. You know, and we're going to be able to play as the three champ or the four champions. We get to play as Zelda, which the reason why Hyrule Warriors. I love so much is because Sheik is one of my favorite characters Mm -hmm. in all of video games. So being able to play as her, that was my main in um, Hyrule Warriors. Whenever you could, um, whenever you would beat a level with whoever you had to play with, you could go back and I would always go back with her. So being able to play as, of course, Zelda will be just amazing. But you see Link's armor at the beginning, Mm -hmm. that blew me away. That right there just blew me away. What else from the video? I think people are expecting, like I was watching Game Explain and they're talking about how climbing needs to be part of it. it I don't think it's going to be open world. People are like thinking that it's going to be. Well, I was going to say in, in the video, in the one that you brought up, the one where it had Aonuma and then the, I guess it was the producer or director of this game. He did kind of say, he didn't really allude to anything necessarily, but he did kind of say like, yeah, we loved how, Breath of the Wild was kind of a different take for Zelda. So I'm kind of curious if he's implying that maybe this is kind of going to be a different take for Hyrule Warriors as well. Like maybe we will see some kind of different stuff, but I don't think it's going to be open world. But I think we'll have some similar underlying stuff to the last game, but I do think it's going to be different. Now, as far as the music, right, the background music, mm-hmm. what made it so good, it was like Zelda 
and and heavy rock and roll. Yes. Right. So yeah. do you think we're going to get that or do you think they're going to keep the same theme and the <sighs> same music? If they use the same music, it needs to be a lot more intense, I think. Right. Because, you know, it worked for Breath of the Wild because it was a very kind of calm and just very gentle kind of game is all I could really say. But obviously with this, I mean, if you're in war, I feel like it needs to be a, a bit more aggressive, which right. is why why that kind of rock music really worked for for Hyrule Warriors, which I, I absolutely adore that game, by the way. And I just um, ordered it today. I need to go pick it up from from Walmart because it seems like that that game's getting kind of rare on Switch. So I finally am going to pick it up. But I really love the music of that game. So I'm hoping it is something similar to that. And it's going to look a lot better. Mm hmm. Like you said, it's going to use the Breath of the Wild assets. So hopefully there's not going to be the stutters like what we got, which I don't think there will be. Yeah. But I don't know. You just look at it and you 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 just see what we're going to do. And now it's like, okay, I, I thought of it this way today when I was driving home and I wanted to say this. Remember in the opening crawl of um, – of, Episode four, A New Hope for Star Wars, mm -hmm. where it talks about the Death Star plans were stolen. Yep. But we knew nothing about it. Yep. Right? And then fast forward however many years, and we get Rogue One, which yep. is about that opening crawl of the Rebels stole the, the Death Star plans, plans to the Death Star. Mm -hmm. This is that right there. We know something bad happened 100 years ago before we wake up. Now – we get to see what happened. We get to see, you know, like the uh, around the castle, all those homes are probably going to be intact. So we get to see those getting destroyed. You know, I'm just I just can't wait to just get into the story because Hyrule Warriors was story driven, but this is going to be times 10. Yeah, it was story driven, but it was it was its own thing. Yeah. Whereas this is this is connected to again what is one of my favorite games of all time, and especially with the second one coming out, I mean this is I I'm really a big fan of how they're kind of expanding this universe because they they never really have done this with Zelda before. I mean most of the games, while they are technically connected in the timeline, they don't really connect that much to each other. The only one I would say which I'm not going to spoil why is Skyward Sword. And that's why I love Skyward Sword is because it, 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 I mean the, the way that game connects to the other Zelda games is mind blowing. And if you haven't played it, just play it. Cause it, it's, it, if you know enough about Zelda, you'll, you'll really appreciate the way that that story goes, but it seems like this is going to be similar. I mean, I, I'm very excited to see what happens. Obviously the whole time in breath of the wild, they are constantly referencing what happened a hundred years before. And you see it. I mean, you see the world in ruin you see all these guardians that are kind of like just rusting in fields and you see all of this and so i am I, I just cannot cannot freaking wait for this game and honestly i think it's it's my most anticipated game of this fall like easily so i have two points uh two things i want to ask you and and to our audience mm -hmm. okay the first thing is do you think that Somehow in the game, the story-wise, they're going to drop some hints of what to expect with Breath of the Wild 2? I think so, yeah. Well, I was going to say, because obviously in Breath of the Wild 2 and that trailer, you see like this rotting kind of, 
you know, we don't really know what it is. I think it could be Ganon. I think it's a speculation, but we see like this rotting kind of corpse like come to life. And obviously, depending on how old this corpse is, maybe it's a hundred years old. So, right. I think they might be kind of setting up whatever villain is in two. I certainly think this is going to tie in in some way. And then um, the other thing I want to say, I believe now because they're releasing this, I believe that Breath of the Wild 2 will be out next year. And if the rumors are right, I could see it in the spring, like maybe March or something like that. Yeah, I think it could certainly be next year because, you know, assuming they're using the same assets and they could even potentially be using the same world, it just kind of changed. I think it's possible that it's that soon, which if it is, man, I cannot wait. He did no. say, he Alnuma in the, the video, he did say that we'd have to wait a bit longer. So we'll see what that means. But he did kind of reference that they were trying to, I don't remember his exact wording, but he said something about the the open world of, of Breath of the Wild. So it sounds like, you know, Breath of the Wild 2 will, will also be open world. So Right. And I know that a lot of people want some more dungeons, you know, this time around, but yeah. I'm okay. I, I don't know if they're going to do shrines. I think that maybe they'll do a, a good balance. Mm-hmm. I was going to add on quick, just this was like a last news topic, but I think we just need to kind of say it and that's really it. We don't really need to say much else about it, but they are reprinting the four uh, Breath of the Wild Champions amiibos with this game. So they'll be coming out again on the same day. So, And to me, those are the best amiibos out there. Along with the Ganon that we got, um, I don't know if it was for... Twilight Princess? No, Twilight Princess, I think. Maybe it wasn't. Oh, no. Wind Waker had a a figurine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Twilight Princess had Wolf Link. So maybe the Ganon that was real, like, it was done almost perfect. Maybe that was for Smash Brothers. I'll have to look and see if it has has the Smash Brothers uh, symbol on it. Yeah. So I did go on and pre-order three of them because i already had urbosa but i didn't have the other three so best buy had them up they might still have them up by the time this shows out so go check there if you still need them but and it's gonna be sad because we're gonna probably see how they die yeah that's the thing is like you said you referenced rogue one and obviously the ending of that movie very sad so i think we'll you know we know that they die spoiler alert if you haven't played breath of the wild but we know that they die. So I'm like curious, how are they going to play this off? It's going to be very interesting. I, I'm very, 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 very excited for this game. And waking up to this was not what I was expecting. And I think the saddest death to see if we do will be the Zora. I forget her name. Um, be- Mifa. Yes. Yeah. Because she had the biggest crush on Link. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if Link had a crush on her, but I know she had a crush on Link. So yeah. Um, there was something going on there. So, you know, it makes getting all of the memories very important because we get to see, we get to see that like those memories will be during the time of this game. Yeah. I mean, it's like I said, it's really a first for the series to kind of make two that like directly connect this much. The only other exception again would be kind of Skyward Sword a little bit, but this one, uh, it just it looks awesome, and I know not everyone's into Musos, but I would, I would hope that more people check this one out. I know some people kind of passed on Hyrule Warriors, but 
hopefully the the kind of more story connection gets people into this because again i i thought hyrule warriors was phenomenal i i really really loved that game so i cannot wait so hyrule warriors could easily be a 200 hour game absolutely because you had all the different maps are we going to see those maps again? Uh, that's a good question. If I had to guess, I'd say no. I'd say they're more focused around Breath of the Wild. That's why I was saying I have a feeling, because, you know, there were probably, what, 20 characters in Hyrule Warriors, at least? Yes. I have a feeling we're not going to get more than maybe 10 in this game. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be a lot more condensed and, and focused on what it's trying to be, and I'm okay with that. I'm oh, okay yeah, because... This is a Breath of the Wild prequel, yeah. right? So the gameplay portion, you know, hopefully they have some good DLC planned for it too to keep us like yeah. going through the winter and in the early spring. And so it's, it's it's exciting to be a Zelda fan because it is. we know Breath of the Wild 2 is around the corner here pretty soon, especially with the uh, the leaks of a, of a more powerful as possible Switch. Mm-hmm. So... And then supposedly Skyward Sword HD is at some point. So it sounds like there's a lot coming. And then we have uh, Legend of Zelda 35 years next year. Yep. So perfect year to release Skyward Sword and Breath of the Wild 2. <laughs> but I think that's about it for this week. Um, unless you have anything else you want to add. Nope. All right. So don't forget, as always, that you can find Frame Skip on multiple platforms you're certainly already listening to us on one but if you want to listen to us elsewhere we're also on podbean apple podcast spotify google podcast stitcher iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and youtube um, if you're on a platform where you can leave a review please do so it really does help out the show especially on apple Podcasts. it really gets the show out there and gets more exposure for us so please leave a review even if you don't listen to us on apple podcasts log into your apple account and Go leave us a review on there. It is helpful. So do that. Um, If you have questions for us, you can fill out our question form. Again, it's bit.ly bit.ly slash frame skip Q. And you can just go there on your browser, type that in and then fill it out. Or you can submit them also to frame skip podcast at gmail.com. And lastly, you can follow us and submit your questions still to our social media pages. Our Twitter is at frameskippod. Our Facebook is facebook.com slash frameskippod. And we do have an Instagram, by the way. I just realized we've had one for like five months and it has never been on this document. It is also at frameskippod. The only thing I post on there, though, is when episodes go live. But certainly go follow us on there, too. As far as our personal Twitter, Seth is at Seth S. Taylor. Elijah is at Loco Lizard Man. I am at Austin J. Eller. And Coach does not have Twitter. So, no. So, if I send stuff, I'll do it through the channel. All right, guys. So, that was a good episode, episode 25, quarter of the way to 100. Pretty crazy. But until next week, guys, hang in there and uh, keep on gaming. Keep on gaming. Yep. Yeah, do that. <laughs>